The call came a little after two in the morning and pulled Erling from a particularly pleasant dream. As a homicide detective with the Pima County Sheriff's Department, he was used to being awakened at odd hours, but engaging his brain was always a struggle. He remained blurry-eyed, clinging to the remnants of sleep, until the dispatcher read off the address of the crime scene, one that was painfully etched in Erling's memory. Instantly, he was fully alert. His pulse quickened, and an involuntary cry escaped from his lips, waking Dina, who had long ago learned to sleep through the intrusion of -of middle-of-the-night calls. She shot him an inquiring look, which he pretended not to see. "'Sorry, honey,' he said. "'I've got to go.' "'What is it?' "'Just work. Figures.' Dina sighed and rolled over, turning her back to him. A shaft of moonlight illuminated her form— and Erling took a moment to study the familiar curves of her body, the splash of auburn hair streaked with gray. There were times he could still see in her the playful and sexy woman he'd married twenty years earlier. What he saw more often, though, or rather felt, was an aloofness tinged with reproach. It had been that way for four years, since their eleven-year-old son Danny had died in a skateboarding accident. Erling could never decide whether the tragedy had caused the problems in their marriage or simply exacerbated existing ones he'd been blind to at the time. Erling headed for the bathroom where he showered quickly before pulling on slacks and a collared knit shirt. Before leaving the house, he gently shook Dina. Don't forget, Mindy needs to be up by seven in order to study for her sociology test. At eighteen, their daughter still had trouble getting out of bed on her own. I'll make sure she's up. He kissed Dina on the cheek. Have a good day. I tell you the same, but I guess a dead body kind of precludes that. Especially given the address, Erling thought, with an ache in his gut. There was no mistaking that the large, tile-roofed house on Canyon View Drive was a crime scene. Half a dozen patrol cars were parked in front. The coroner's van and mobile crime tech unit sat in the driveway, Yellow police tape cordoned off the house entrance and part of the yard. Already a news helicopter was circling overhead. As he passed under the tape and through the front door, Erling felt a tremor of longing and sadness. Please, he whispered silently, don't let it be her. Inside, the evidence of carnage was everywhere. A blue, hand-blown glass vase had been knocked from the library table. One of the floor lamps had been overturned, and the rocking chair lay on its side. Bits of flesh and brain matter were splattered against the cherry cabinets. Dark, sticky blood pooled on the terracotta tile floor. Erling had trouble breathing. Across the room, he could see a female form crumpled against the wall, olive-toned skin, wavy black hair long enough to fall below the shoulders. Erling felt a surge of relief, definitely not Sloane. Other ones over there the uniformed officer told him, pointing in the direction of the fieldstone fireplace. An image flashed in Erling's mind. Sloane, standing in front of a blazing fire, facing him and slowly unbuttoning her blue silk blouse. Don't think about it, he told himself. Stay cool and don't think. It's pretty awful, the uniform warned. I couldn't do more than take a peek myself. Erling glanced over and saw a woman's leg and sandaled foot protruding from behind the sofa. Female also, but fair. He didn't recognize the shoes, but that didn't mean anything. 
He hadn't seen Sloane in five months. He said a silent prayer as he moved closer. The body was sprawled on the floor, arms and legs akimbo, the face largely blown away. Erling's gut rumbled and churned. It might not be her. No way to know for sure without a formal ID. But in his heart, he knew. The curve of the neck, the mole on her shoulder, the jade and silver ring on her right hand. Swallowing hard against the bile that threatened to rise in his throat, he crammed his shaking hands into his jacket pockets, hoping no one would notice, and closed his mind to the memories. Erling experienced a familiar tug of anger and sadness at the senseless loss of life. The feelings came with a job, he supposed. Only this time, the mantle of professional distance failed him. This wasn't just another victim. This was a woman he'd held and kissed.